Shut up. 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 This is Pat and Cody. Now let's get grody. That catchphrase submitted by user Slate. I'll add one more on top of that. Free LB. Free LB. That was the phrase we were in the forums uh, a few weeks ago. As you can tell, we haven't recorded in <laughs> quite some time. Um, but that's okay. Because we're back now. And it's time for another episode of Coding Pat Can't Shut Up. Uh, this episode will be covering... Pretty much the first three quarters of the season 26 <laughs> in the ISFL. Um, apologize for the delay. We've been a bit busy over the last couple months. We'll uh, go into further detail on that in just a little bit here. Of course, I'm your host, Cody. And as always, is my partner in crime, Pat. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, sitting in here in the winter wonderland of this Minnesota. Had some time off from work. Now I'm sitting, having a cup of coffee, wearing my warm clothes, talking to my best bud. Uh, how you doing? Not too bad. Got uh, I can agree with the winter wonderland. A lot of snow. It's cold. Just got over the holidays, so I'm fat and happy. Also have my coffee, and I'm ready to uh, go on a cleanse. Ah, don't do a cleanse <laughs> in the New Year's. Save it for a resolution. Well, I think I had about ten pounds of just salt in the last couple days, so. I could go a few more days. See if I can yeah. stave off that heart attack until New Year's, and then then start fresh. You know, it's perfect cleanse. for the winter. Keep keep the organs all uh, nice and pickled. So if you get stuck outside, at least you'll yeah, right. be well preserved. I guess. Yeah, those are preserved. I, and then I keep them insulated with a thick layer of fat, and good to go. I could survive a couple months in a in a bear den. Yeah, exactly. Hibernate. Oh, ooh, is it hibernation season yet? For me, it's it's always hibernation season. I could I, I wish I could sleep all day. Never seems to happen though. I wonder why. I wonder why that happens. You, you're bugging me all the time. Hey, it's Sunday. Let's let's record a podcast at ten in the morning. That sounds oh, great. I could, be, I could be napping right now. Oh no, ten in the morning. <laughs> well, I've been so up, early. <laughs> I've been I've been up since six. So I, I was ready to take a nap. I'm tired. <laughs> Oh, your day's halfway over already. Yeah, Ooh. so instead I just, I'm caffeinating more and I'm I'm ready to do this thing. <laughs> See, perfect. You got to do this for, I don't know, the next four hours, I assume. Because, you know, it takes us that long to record these because we're very thorough. We are very thorough. And go right from there to watch some football. You know, it's perfect. Perfect day. Maybe take a nap while you're doing football watching. I don't know. <laughs> while I'm doing watching. football watching. <laughs> that's what I do. So that's what someone would say if they never watch football. Hey, I'm going to do that football watching with the teams. I'm going to go do a sport. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go watch that sport game on the uh, television. I need more coffee. Apparently, this is. I guess so. It's been a while. Is, Pat, you are quite loopy this morning. We're. This is just. Uh, we're <laughs> this is just the, in, and we're yeah, already on is, the, off the rails. <laughs> yep, this is just the intro, so it's only going to get zanier from here. Woo! Well, since we're so loopy, what better time to move on to our next segment, which we like to call "I Can't Shut Up About Myself." All you do is talk, 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 talk. This is where we talk about ourselves in the league, what's going on with our player, our teams, etc., etc. Pat, I think you've got some stuff going on, so why don't you uh, take it away? Oh, boy. Yeah, what, what, what isn't going on for me, or hasn't been going on, or hasn't gone on? I don't know. I'm bad at English. Um, so, as, as Cody mentioned, with our uh, very timely free LB, free LB catchphrase at the beginning, it's been a minute since we've recorded. Hot minute? Uh, yeah, it's been a hot minute. A New York minute? Or no, New York minute's... I don't know what that means exactly. It was in a song once. Anyways. Um, so I was looking. We last recorded right around Halloween. Hence the uh, Halloween fun with Mojo and Slate. Go check it out. Episode three. Very fun episode. Nice segue. Thanks. So since then, it's been a bit of a busy whirlwind kind of time for me. I was still in the DSFL last season. And since the last time I recorded, my team, the Tijuana Luchadors, made the playoffs. In the playoffs, in the first round, we upset the Myrtle Beach Buccaneers. It was a pretty big upset. Um, I think they had like five more wins than we did on the season. Everyone kind of expected them to just roll over into the 
just roll through us right to the ultimini. Um, apparently, Myrtle Beach was so upset with the loss that they just up and left the continent and headed to Australia. Uh, after that, we marched into London and absolutely spanked the Royals 42 to 16 for the Luchador's eighth Ultimini Championship. That same night, <laughs> while going on that same night, I uh, interviewed and actually got hired as the new general manager for the Philadelphia Liberty. Crazy. Woo, that, that woo, was woo. all happening. Yeah. Woo. Um, which also <laughs> coincidentally was the night that the ISFL draft started. So went from watching myself play in the playoffs to all of a sudden drafting for a team that I was not familiar with at all. That same weekend, I think the next day, traded for my own player, Doi Fieri, brought him to Philadelphia, and also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save the next bit of that so someone else on the podcast can talk about what happened there. Um, after that, got through the draft, called myself up, at, obviously, position switched from defense to tackle to cornerback, starting the season off. You know, we've, we weren't expected to be very good in Philadelphia. We had a lot of player movement. We have a ton of young players. I think, if I remember right, our defense alone has six or seven starters that were season 25 players. So a lot of growing pains there. But Fieri is putting on a, a pretty decent rookie season. I feel good about that. We're 4-8. and eight. We've had some pretty good wins, though. We beat... New Orleans on the road and Sarasota on the road to pretty big upsets. I think the New Orleans one got people a little, little upset because it broke all their predictions for that week. Um, but yeah, all in all, a lot of excitement, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, oh, geez, forgot, completely forgot the, uh, the sim transfer. So we're moving engines from draft day sports, pro football 16 to, the 2021 version of it. I've been pretty heavily involved in that, developing the new player archetypes, playbooks, strategies, all that fun stuff. Um, so it's been busy. It's been a lot on top of trying to help manage a team and, you know, turn us into turn Philadelphia into a, a destination. It's, it's been, it's been busy. It's been fun. A lot going on the last couple of months. What about you, Cody? What's been going on with you? What's new with you? Oh yeah. I'm still here. I'm just listening. Oh, no, sorry, you're fine. Soliloquy there. No, you're fine. I, 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 I didn't want to remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You had a lot going on. Um, like you said, uh, you it's been a it's been a hot New York minute, whatever that means, since we've recorded last. And yeah, lots of been going on. You became the new GM in Philadelphia. Then you decided to make me your co-GM, which most people would agree is a terrible move, but I accepted it anyways. <laughs> so that same weekend after you were traded from. Arizona. Uh, we had initiated a trade from my former ISFL team, Baltimore. Um, it was a, a little bit painful to move from there. I, I, I'm not one to jump ship, but it's hard to pass up an opportunity to run a team. And I think it was a, a fair trade and everyone's kind of happy with the outcome of that. Um, like you said, Philadelphia wasn't expected to win a lot of ball games this year. And I don't, I don't think we're disappointed on that. We're, we're four and eight at this time. So, I mean, we've, we're not, you know, blowing anyone's minds, but we're, we're playing better than most expected, I would think. I think most people put us at the bottom of the uh, NSFC and we're second from the bottom. So, Woo. yeah, that's that's something to cheer about. And like you said, we were roster was pretty depleted. Um, had to call up a lot of, a lot of season 25 guys. Um, looking to build build a good culture there. I think we're we're starting to get there. Opened up Discord a little bit, invited in some people. Brought Hungry Games over there. If you're not familiar with Hungry Games, and you want to check it out, just leave us a message in Discord, and we'll invite you to Philadelphia, and you can join in on the bloodbath. Oh, Hungry Games! That's the Hungry Games is the ticket. We got to start up season three here shortly with the new uh, draft and everything. But I'm not going to get into that too much. If you want to find out about Hungry Games, just come on into philadelphia and check it out uh, as for my player gary goodman linebacker it's about the same as last year it's kind of same stat line uh, right around 75 tackles on the season four four sacks 
double digits, passes defended, a few tackles for loss. I we've got a really good linebacking core in Philadelphia, so it's it's hard to make a lot of noise back there. But I'm okay, I'm a team player. I just as long as we're winning ball games, I'm I'm good to go. We're almost wrapped up with season twenty six here. We've got a couple weeks left and then it's gonna be our first official off season as GMs. And I, I'm hoping it's it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a ton of fun to have our own strategy in place that we want to follow and have targets in the draft and all that. Just I'm excited for it. And belittle people like we were belittled during the scouting process. <laughs> At least on my end, I was very belittled. See, it was mostly just, oh, you're that Guy Fieri guy? Oh. Guy Fieri okay. guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about your name. Yeah, you're weird. Guy Fieri render. Ooh. You mean beautiful. Stuff um, of stuff of nightmares. Oh no. And I'm glad you mentioned the the linebacking core we've got in Philadelphia. It's young, but I think it's gonna be a force to be reckoned with here in a couple of seasons when uh, even starting next year, even this year, they're you guys are all playing really great. And I think next year it's gonna be turning heads there, that defense. Also want to point out, I <laughs> I looked up what a New York minute means. And according to Google, what does the phrase New York minute mean? It is an informal way to describe a very brief span of time, an instant or a flash. So we have not been gone for a New York minute. We've been gone for whatever the opposite of that would be. So. Probably like a Sarasota minute since time drags on forever in Sarasota. It feels, it feels like you are stuck in purgatory. <laughs> I don't know. Is purgatory that hot and awful? Yeah, nothing. Nothing good happens in in the Panhandle of Florida. Oh, that's where Sarasota is. I actually, I have no know. idea. I, I have no idea. I just <laughs> assuming it's in the Panhandle because nothing good comes from the Panhandle of Florida. <laughs> it's 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 in the state somewhere. I assume. Yeah, smack dab between Miami and Disneyland. Are those in the same spot? I don't know Florida geography. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on from. No, about... I think I think new section time. It's <laughs> no. I'm so bad with Cody. Oh, I'm so bad at geography. You know, Sarasota, just a hop, skip, and a jump from Yellowknife. There you go. Close enough. No, yeah. I guess let's move on. Enough embarrassing you and your horrible sense of direction. It's it's one of my worst talents. Can I say worst talent? Does that make sense? It makes it sound better it, than is a than is. I don't know. It's more of a skill than, than a being talent, a detriment. It? It's more of a detriment that my geography's so terrible. That's okay. We've got smartphones. They'll direct you to you know the bathroom in your house just fine. Yeah, yeah. I've had a few close calls without that phone app. <laughs> I think now might be time to get back on track a little bit and kind of talk about an overview of the ISFL this time. So. Just going to look over who is doing well and kind of how the playoff picture looks. So in the SFC, it's kind of a four-team battle at the moment. Uh, Yellow Knights at the top at 9-3, followed by Sarasota, Chicago, and Colorado, who are all 7-5 and five, with four games left to go. Is this kind of how you expected the NSFC to turn out? Everything except for Yellowknife. I had, you know, my season predictions, I actually had Sarasota, Chicago, Colorado as the top three teams. Admittance here, I actually had Yellowknife picked as the worst team in the league. I don't know why. I just put them in there. Maybe it's because I'm, you know, alphabetically, that's just where they go. What a surprise they've been. That defense is killer. They're the only team with under 200 points allowed on the season. <laughs> 12, 12 games in is pretty insane. I don't know. The, the, the fight for the third spot in the playoffs is going to be just a fun one because I think Berlin, I think, is going to. I'm picking them to sneak in there at the third spot. I, I really think they can. You think Berlin's going to. I do. I, for some reason, I just. Hmm. That team is so much better than they've been playing. I just, I don't want to. I know everyone wants to say, oh, the Sim hates them or it's bad Sim luck, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the reason, that's a team that I really think should be at least 500. So, I mean, they're one game off where I think they should be. But. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see to see maybe Chicago kind of slide here a bit down the stretch and um, Berlin maybe moving up in there over them, which would actually take, I guess that would mean the Colorado or Sarah, one of those guys would have to follow too. I don't know. Maybe Sarasota, if I had to pick one, could slide down. Just 
because we beat them. <laughs> well, <laughs> as much as I rag on Sarasota, I actually really like them. I picked them preseason to win it all. They're, they've been back and forth in the year. They're 7-5 and five at this moment, and I, I think they should get in the playoffs. And as we know from the last couple seasons, playoffs, anything can happen. So, Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I agree with your Berlin pick. They've been playing very well this year, but it's, it's going to be tough to leapfrog, you know, two, two other teams. Yeah. To get in I mean, there, that, there as well. That's a pick from the heart. I just, I love Berlin's got a lot of great people there. All these teams have good, good people, but Berlin just has a lot of, a lot of people I'm close with in the league, and I know they're very passionate in that locker room and on that team. And I think they, they just have the goods to get there. You know, if that makes sense without sounding creepy. You know, nope, that's good. <laughs> that's that's a good point to jump over to the ASFC. <laughs> yep. I'm floundering which, enough. Let's go. <laughs> we've got a there's a lot going on on the ASFC, ASFC side. Only one team's out of it, that being Honolulu at one eleven. Otherwise, it's gonna be a barn burn with finish here. So Austin and Orange County are both eight and four. Second line are seven and five. Then you've got San Jose, New York, and Arizona all at six and six. So really, I mean, six seed to the top seed. It's only two games separating them. I this is kind of in line with what I thought would be happening with the ASFC. I had Orange County, Arizona, and Austin being the three playoff teams. So I'm sitting at two or three right now with Arizona right behind. They're only one game out. Yeah, I'm really the only surprising team in here, I think, and most people agree is Honolulu. Only have one win on the season. I didn't think they'd be lighting the world on fire, but I don't think anyone really saw them being this bad no, to start the I, year. I don't, they didn't... I don't even know if they lost... Like, even if they made any real roster changes last year into the season. I think they added people and didn't lose anyone. So, for them to have this collapse is just so weird. I don't, I don't know what what's going on. Um, like you said, I don't know if I didn't have them necessarily, you know, crushing it, but one win this lane of the year is a surprise. Yeah. I had, him, I had him pegged as a, as the five finishing fifth in the division, just because I thought the other teams are so top heavy. I didn't think, you know, I thought they would be around eight and eight to finish the year. I have to say, I'm, I, I'm super like, I don't know if confused is the word or surprised probably is the best way to put it about Arizona. I mean, that offense is the top offense in the league. Their defense isn't bad. They just have the makings of a team that should be closer to like that eight win mark right now instead of 500. And for a while there, they were very far under 500 for the first part of the season. So yeah, they had a couple of close losses. I think a couple of field goal game losses. I, I remember the, we're going all the way back to week one that they opened up the season against Orange County and like the best game to open the season. It was 40, it was 40 something to 40 something. I think it was like, oh, yeah. and that I remember, just remember, I don't know who it was on the stream, but someone's like, well, we could just call it a season. No one's going to top that game. And it was definitely one of the top games of the season. Um, other surprise. I mean, New York, you know, you're high on Berlin. New York still has a real chance to make the playoffs, which would be crazy in their second year in the league. Yeah. Considering where they're at, you know, the previous season. So kudos to them for sticking the playoff on. Question for you, just putting on the spot here. If you're picking, we'll save those three top teams, Austin, Orange County, New Orleans. If you're picking, if you had to pick one that's going to slide out of the playoff picture down the stretch, who do you go with? I'd have to go with New Orleans. It seems like the easy answer since they have the worst record of the three. They've been really uneven this year. Um, And they also have a pretty tough schedule. I'm just looking at it now for the rest of the year. So they're at Sarasota, and they've got San Jose at Orange County, and then Arizona. I mean, if they go two and two in there, they should probably still make the playoffs, but... Getting two wins out of that's going to be tough. I wouldn't be surprised if they went one and three and finished up the season eight and eight. And one of the teams below them managed to, you know, squeak out three three wins and pass them up. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe be a surprise here. I'm gonna 
if I had to pick one, I would say Austin. I don't know the top team right now. How dare you? I have a soft spot for Austin. You know, I like them. I do. And it's nothing, nothing personal, but looking at their schedule. So they've already played all their home games. We know how important home field advantage actually is in this league. And their final four (laughs) are against three six and six teams and then Honolulu. So they've got New York, Honolulu, Arizona, San Jose. Three of those four games have huge playoff implications all on the road. I don't know. I mean, if I'm not saying they're going to, I, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I, I see them squeaking out at least, at least one. Sh- yeah. If they get win. one win, they sh- should be in it with nine wins. That, that should get you. Yeah. A minimum yeah, three I just, seed. I just think they're, I'm not, I'm not, so I'm not predicting they're going to, I just think looking at what they have left, if they did manage to go zero and four down the stretch, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a complete shocker to lose four road games in a row. Do I think it happens? No. But if I had to pick between those top three, they're the ones that kind of at the short end of the stick with the scheduling. Well, I'll root for them just because they have Zoe Watts on the team, the savior of my fantasy team in season 25, and one of my super fans on my gifts. She always likes everything I post, and it makes my heart feel warm. So go, Austin. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> Also, speaking of your gifts, where are they? You haven't posted one in a while. I'm, I po- I posted a couple uh, right before the week before Christmas. Um, just been busy, like you said. I, I I try to do one if I can. I don't want to just throw them out there willy nilly. I have to have some inspiration. True. So we need some more drama in the league. Bachelorette season two. Let's go. <laughs> that is that is fists on the table pounding demands right there we need to right. we need something on that note we can move on to what my favorite segment of the show i really like these um we call it the top five top five top five so on the top five we generally do two a show we do one league related top five and one non-league related top five um from topics chosen i shouldn't say chosen submitted by users of the league, and we really appreciate those. We've got quite the backlog, but we're always happy to receive any submissions you guys can think of. So keep them coming, Pat. What do we What do we have this episode? Okay, for our league related top five list, we are going to do. Oh, sorry, I'm going to restart that. I cracked my knuckles in the middle. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just keep just keep it in for reality's sake. Okay, <laughs> it happens. We're we're human. Yeah, you know. Um, anyways, so our first top five list. This is a league related one. This was submitted by user Zane. Who are your top five rookies in the ISFL this season? I'm going to take this one, Cody. Okay. Um. So. My top five coming in at number five is three safety from Colorado national simulation football league classic name. Doesn't have the flashiest stats in the season, but he's amassed quite a lot of tackles and a couple tackles for loss. He's got Colorado's defense reeling and they're in a playoff spot. At number four, I have another safety from Sarasota, Teddy Uderstrusen. Top five. I mean, Top five last names in the league. <laughs> yeah. That's user Teddy Jojo. I should hit on National Simulation Football League. That's user SD Core. Uh, user f- <clears throat> My number four is Teddy Uderstrusen, user Teddy Jojo. So again, really helping improve that defense. Sarasota's sitting in the playoff spot at this moment. Uh, number three, I'm going offense this time. The running back from New Orleans, Mike Rochburns, one of your other favorite names. Oh, this yeah. is your schoolboy shoe. He's got, you know, New Orleans is their offense is one of the upper echelons in the league. Nothing crazy by any means, but he's doing all right for himself, especially amongst the rookies. Number two, and this might get some flack, but I've got you, Doy Fieri. 
Cornerback from Philadelphia. It's unbiased. I mean, this is it's completely unbiased. He's just having a really good year. You just you switch from D tackle to cornerback, and your stat line goes crazy. Almost at a hundred tackles, two tackles for loss. Um, you got. I think you have what two interceptions? Yep, two like. interceptions. And twelve passes defended. That's that's crazy for a rookie. You're you're definitely at the top for defensive rookie of the year. So I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I'm not getting too into people. I'm just doing quick hits on these. So I'm not going to get into too much more. Uh, and number one, and this is probably a lot of people is Mike Boss Jr. User J Blaze from Sarasota. This guy is crushing it right now. Most passing yards in the league by quite a hefty margin. I think he's got like about 400 yard lead on O'Donnell. Uh, he's got 22 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, which is not the most touchdowns in the league. No one can pass up JQ, the offensive guru. But for a rookie, I mean, there's nothing but upside to this quarterback. Uh, for my honorable mention, I had pseudo QB, the kicker from Austin, user triple X, bruh, triple X. He was amazing. It, awesome. <laughs> it, it's a good name. Um, he's probably one of the best kickers in the league. He, at the original time I put this list together, he was perfect on extra points. At this time, he is still perfect on extra points. And his field goal percentage went down a little bit, but he's close to 90%. He's 87 and a half. So he's put up points for Austin, and he's got him in that number one seed. So good for him. Just not quite good enough to make the top five. How about you? So I can stop rambling about players. All right. At number five, I have Felix Archestone. That is user Glims, uh, offensive lineman for Baltimore. Right now, he's got 56 pancakes on the season and has allowed zero sacks. He's actually the only rookie offensive lineman in the league to not allow a single sack on the season. So that's very impressive. Love Glims. Yeah, good good guy, too. Um, can't say anything more about, about him there. Um, number four, also in Baltimore, I've got the defensive end. <clears throat> sorry there. The defensive end, Etrigan T. Slayer. One of my favorite names in the league for a player. Um, that is user, I think it's pronounced Theoth. Tioth, I'm not sure how you're supposed to say that. Um, he's doing pretty well, doing really well with tackles. Well, he's got 18 tackles behind the line of scrimmage this season, along with five sacks. Number three, one with the homer pick here, pick myself. Dwayne oh Gary, cornerback. So I'm going to expand a little bit on some of the yeah. stats that you gave out there. Um, Doi like you know has, your own stats. Like you know your own stats. I know, I know, I'm sorry. But I just want to make a case for myself there so people don't think that it's biased. Um, the 90, he has the most tackles by a rookie right now. He has the most tackles for loss out of all defensive backs in the league. He has the, he's tied for the lead for interceptions amongst rookies. And he is second in the league amongst rookies and passes defended. He's only two behind our good friend, Peter Patterson in Sarasota. Um, so I think it's well-deserved to. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's list. what I said. It's, I said it was unbiased to mine. I, you're having a very, very good rookie season. Good. I, you know, I just, I don't want people to think it's, Oh, they got their bully pulpit here. They can talk about themselves. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that we was, can't, we, we don't influence anyone. No, we do not. We don't the, have that kind of well, cachet. Maybe, maybe the seven people that listen, listen to us. I don't know. Um, number two, I've got, I've also got Mike Roshburns on this list just to expand a little bit. He currently has 5.2 yards per carry, which is the most amongst all running backs in the league, which is nuts for a rookie to be doing that. Um, and with the announcement that Tariki, Masala Tariki would be retiring after the season. You have to think New Orleans is very happy oh, with absolutely. their pick here and their future at running back. Number one, no surprise. Mike Boss Jr. He already touched on it all the ways he's dominating and possibly most importantly, Sarasota is in the playoff picture right now. 
So I just, if you're stopping today, there's no doubt in anyone's mind. I think that boss junior is not rookie of the year. Right. I mean, how, how, oh, who even absolutely. tops that? And probably if, if it wasn't for JQ, just throwing a million touchdowns, boss is probably in the running for officer player of the year. Yeah. Good shot there. Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I wouldn't say MVP. No, because that's so... I mean, it's so hard to determine MVP, especially with four games left to go, but... Right. You never know, though. You could put it on at the end of the season, lead him to a... If he leads him to an ultimus, it's a real good shot. He could nab that trophy as well. Get the triple crown. MVP, yeah, be... Offensive Player of the Year, and Rookie of the Year. Whew. And I mean, this is can- canonically... In canon, I don't know how he's... I can't... Canonically, is that how you say that word? Um... He is the son of legendary quarterback Mike Boss, hence the junior part, um, who, if I remember right, is a Hall of Famer. Jay Blaze knows how to build quarterbacks, so probably a very good future ahead of him. He's also yeah. an Ultimini winner. He was our quarterback in Tijuana last season, so I'm Literally. proud of him. Here proud we go again, so well. Tijuana. Hey, yeah, hey, hey. They won the Ultimini. Whoa, boy, I'm Pat. I've been to the playoffs. <laughs> you haven't suffered. Oh, so you never, I've suffered never, through two years of heartbreak, being in in the playoffs with like two three weeks to go, and then losing out to miss out the playoffs by one game. But you know what? This year I don't have to worry about that because we are pretty much out of the playoffs already. Yeah, silver linings. There you go. Yeah. All right. Should we do another you know top five here, Cody? You ready? You feeling? Yeah. Go you, ahead. You go ahead. up here. You can start her off. Right. What, what are we doing? So this one was submitted by our good friend Slate. And his top five is, what are your top five Pokemon starters? Yes, do you wanna, do you wanna, I cannot do take wait. this one? Nope, you can go ahead. You start. Whew. All right. I think we'll probably be fairly similar on these, I would think. At least I, I, would, guess, say, I would say we'd at least have two of the same in our top five. That is my, that's my prediction, too. We have two of the same. And to be clear, I think we, we talked about this before we started recording. I'm looking at these through the lens of not just the starter itself, but the final, the final evolutions. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever you, you know, I think whatever you want to make of it is fine. All right. So number five, I've got Turtwig. Um, turns into you know little little cute little tortoise type thing or turtle. I'm not sure where he's supposed to be exactly. I don't know the differences between those two animals necessarily. So a tortoise, um, a tortoise lives on land. And cannot go in the water. Turtle can go in in water and live on land for a little while. So I guess he'd be more of a tortoise. Yeah, tort. Yeah, tortoises do not have web feet. Oh, I learned something. This is uh, animal facts with Cody. Yeah, I, like I only know that. So side quick side. The only reason <laughs> I know that is because I saw a video a few years ago of someone rescuing a tortoise by throwing it in water. Because they thought it was a turtle, and there was a million comments saying you just killed that tortoise because tortoises cannot swim. Oh, jeez. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, this is, now it's sad animal facts. It's sad animal facts. facts. There we go. <laughs> so back to the Pokemon, uh, Turtwig. Uh, he's what Gen Four, right? Yeah, Gen Four, Diamond yeah. Pearl. And I like the. The base Pokemon form. His final evolution is one of my favorite Pokemon in the entire pantheon of all Pokemon. Torterra is just awesome. He's super cool. He's got the giant tree growing out of his shell, and Grass Ground is such a fun combination. Just super strong. Get a good move set there. Um, ground is one of my favorite typings of all Pokemon. So obvious choice there. Number five. Number four. Fennekin, the fire starter from uh, Black White. Is that what he was in? Uh, XY. He was XY. That, okay, that's sorry. the Fox one, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And this, if you know my Pokemon preferences like Cody does, probably pretty easy to guess this one. He turns into Delphox, Fire Psychic, my two favorite, hands down favorite typings in the entire game. So. Yeah, I remember Easy when that. To see. Yeah, when that one was introduced, I'm like, "Oh, Pat is definitely picking this one as a starter." No, I'm. I'm I will admit, I think Delphox is kind of stupid looking. <laughs> yeah, I like the typing, the the final design, not not great. 
Yeah. I mean, Fennekin, though, is really cute. He's just a little, a little fox. Like, oh, it's yeah. Cute. The Fennekin's very cute. Del Fox, not so much. Yeah. Um, number three, and I think this is one that I know for sure is going to be on your list. Sorry to spoil it, people. But I'm guessing. Guessing this is going to be on the list. Uh, Piplup. Um, penguins are adorable. He's very a very good Pokemon, too. And Empoleon, his evolution is... I mean, Water Steel is a a super cool type combination, and he's just got a sweet design. Um, Emperor Penguins are just cool animals to begin with. Um, What's the difference between an Emperor Penguin and a regular Penguin? One has subjects. <laughs> I, just, I was just throwing that out there. I have, I have no, no idea. idea. I have I no think- idea. They're different. One has a, one has a little crown type thing. On there we shirt, go. Right? Sure. Uh, I think I assume Emperor Penguins are a little bigger. I don't know. They probably live in different areas. Probably a whole slew of things that are different. Maybe one doesn't fly. I don't so know. we've ticked off two things. Geography, terrible. Animal biology, terrible. Oh, yeah. Zoology, yeah. I guess I should say. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, was, I went to the zoo once in San Diego like seven years ago. So, I mean, I have did that. I'm pretty you're much basically an, yeah, you're an ex, Yeah, you're an expert. So, so all right. We've learned a lot about me this about both of us this podcast. Yeah. You guys are what the listeners are very very happy with that. I feel like. Um, all right. So number two, got Mudkip. I love Marstomp, Swampert, Water Ground is a is an awesome type combination. Except you know it's weak to grass, but who the heck uses grass Pokemon in the first place? Um, also, Mudkip is just he's. He's cute in like a dumb way. If I can say that. That's mean. Um, and then number one, going Charmander. I think everybody, everybody loves Charmander and Charizard. For me, it was you know brings me back to being. She's how old? I don't want to date myself. How old were you when the first Pokemon came out? Like nine or ten? Ten? Somewhere nine? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Just remember. Boon of Pokemon Red, grabbing my Charmander, and he was the only Pokemon I used until I got to, like, I don't even know, Cerulean City, probably. And then still try to use him against uh, Misty. But, Ooh. yeah, that was that was new. But just everything about Charmander I love. I don't like... Did they make... Did they change Charizard's type combination? Or is he still just fire... He's he fire flying. He's fire flying. Once they introduce dual types, and with one of his mega evolutions, he becomes Fire Dragon. Yeah, I just I don't like the mega evolutions. That's a, that's my thing. It's, Fire Dragon's well, a weird I, combination, but it makes it makes sense for him to be Fire Dragon because he's a dragon. Like that, that, yeah. that's what he is. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. Did you have an honorable mention at all? Someone that just missed the cut? I didn't, but I think if I had to pick one. It's a toss-up between... Sorry, this is a little bit of, you know, bias here to the first generation, but if I had to pick one, it would be either Bulbasaur or Squirtle. Because I love both of their final evolutions. Blastoise just barely missed the cut, I think, for me. Um, but yeah, that'd be one of those guys. Remember, you know, they're both honorable mention in my heart. So oh, that. that's sweet. Yeah. What about you? What are your, what are so, your top five Pokemon starters? From counting off, we had three... Of the same. So Ooh, okay. the first one being number five for me would be Swampert or Mudkip. Um, Mudkip is one of my favorite starters in the series. I don't love the final evolution design of Swampert, but I do love the water-ground combo. You can roll through a lot of teams. And I I do enjoy Mega Evolution. I think they kind of fixed the design a little bit with his Mega Evolution Looks, he's swole. He's real beefy. You know, um, as you do this, I need to look it up. I don't even know what his mega evolution is. He looks cool. He's he looks buff. From that one, I can remember. Septile looks like a Christmas tree, <laughs> and Blaziken becomes like super overpowered with his mega evolution. From oh man, Mega Swampert is cool looking, right? He's a beefy he's boy. A, he's Popeye. Yeah, he's got those big forearms. <laughs> yeah. Ready to go. Uh, my number 
four, I'm going OG on this one with Bulbasaur Venusaur line. Uh, this is probably the best overall line from start to finish sign-wise. Bulbasaur to Ivysaur to Venusaur. It's a natural evolution. And it looks really clean. And it's just an all-time classic. And the, the typing poison grass, it's okay. It's not great. But I think just design-wise, it, it deserves a ton of kudos. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, number three would be Turtwig Torterra line. This one is another one we agree on. I really like the design. This one's probably up there as well as one of the, the best start-to-finish designs. Uh, it's my favorite grass starter out of them. Like you said, grass ground is a very good combo. Ice can kick its ass, but it's great against most others. Oh, yeah. I forgot about ice. forgot that was a... I forgot ice kind of dominates him, but there's so you know many. What? There's so few ice moves in the game. Right. So. Yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, number two, going OG again with Blastoise. This is where we differ in our experiences as youths. Squirtle was my first choice as a starter. Uh, so I rolled through the first gym in that game real easy and then had a little bit of trouble with Misty just because of the water tabby. But the games were different back then. The battling system isn't quite as sophisticated as it was now so you could you could kind of break it a little bit with some people oh yeah and my number one is another one we matched on uh piplup empoleon line it's my favorite starter type um well it takes my favorite starter type water water i always choose water if i can uh combines it with my overall favorite type which is steel and it's a great design it's a really good starter it's not super fast but i just i think it's one of the best designs for final pokemon out of all of them uh i did have an honorable mention um greninja from xy which is the water dark type uh, i really like the design i think it's the only one from the final design from those starters that looks good the other ones in Del, I didn't care for Delphox at all, and Chestnut looks oh yeah pretty bad. Chestnut. I yeah. really like I really like their concept of the mage, the thief, and the knight. I thought that was super cool, but just wasn't executed. That yeah, well. who uh, which generation had the Tony the Tiger? knockoff was that sun oh that was sun and moon yeah (laughs) that those starters surprisingly got no no mentions in here weird how that happens yeah i the grass one i liked i used the grass one on that one i can't think of its name now it's the grass owl looking one oh yeah 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 yeah. i I think i just went fire in that one no i didn't go fire i went uh water whatever the water one was oh the Um, weird clown seal thing yeah i i didn't get very far in Sun and Moon. I just couldn't. I didn't like the. Sorry, this is a Pokemon talk, but just gonna say, I just didn't get, get very far in Sun and Moon. That's it. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, if you could tell. So, our, our knowledge of Pokemon is vast. Our knowledge of geography and zoology, not so vast. I will say, we do know the geography of the different Pokemon regions pretty well. That's so. true. That's true. Give it. And we, you know what? We, if you combine those two in, into into game anime kind of style. Yeah, we're experts in Pokemon zoology and Pokemon geography. Pokography? That that makes sense? Yeah, that's probably what you'd call that. I mean, regular regular old uh, (laughs) Professor Lip and... Yeah, (laughs) Professor Lip. (laughs) (laughs) Professor Lip, perfect. Professor Chap and Stash, maybe? Well, since we fancy ourselves experts on those topics... Let's see how many questions we can answer in our next segment. It's time for another user segment, which we call the mailbag. This is where Pat goes through on user-submitted questions and picks a few for us to answer. Uh, Pat likes to get in-depth on these. I like to freewheel it and be surprised by what questions he's picked. That being said, Pat, what are our questions in the mailbag this week? Okay, so this week... We're going to start off with a question from user Swanty. <laughs> he asks, 
I love this question. Um, he says, my question is about your GM renders. Why? Okay. <laughs> so my GM's name is Lip Stash. Um, we wanted to be real creepy with our GMs. Actually, I don't know if creepy's right. Eh, creepy's probably the right word. Uh, <laughs> creepy, creepily, creepily eye-catching. Yeah, yeah. We want to flashy, splashy, you know, yeah. make a name for ourselves. Right. So the first thing people usually say when they see our GM renders is, oh, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, I hate it, is usually yeah. what we get. So my GM's name is Lipstash. Pat's is Lip Chap. <laughs> <laughs> um, my GM is built off of director John Waters. Uh, he has some, he's famous for some films in the seventies and eighties. He's actually the creator of the Broadway play Hairspray. He was, wasn't he? I forgot. He, I forgot that was his play. Yep. That's about all I got on him. He's a real weird looking dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, our user tacos, in Philadelphia kind of fixed up the renders a little bit. So I shouldn't say fix. Oh no. Perfected. <laughs> Perfected. The word. Yeah, there you go. So those are mine. Um, Pat, what about, what about lip chap? So as I mentioned, lip chap, um, he is for those of you who haven't seen it. First off, we should post, we'll post them. We'll, on, we'll share on, them. So you can, on the thread. Yeah, just so just so you can get a full view of what we're talking about here. Um, so a little background, my player Doi Fieri is simply Guy Fieri with a very shrunken face. So it was 209 Tacos idea to go with a another celebrity chef. So he took Bobby Flay, who is one of my favorite celebrity chefs, <laughs> gave him really messed up eyes. And then put Guy Fieri's face and goatee on him. And that became Lip Chap. Um, why? I don't know. You touched on it, Cody. We just wanted to kind of set ourselves apart. Um, we're both. Yeah. Everyone else looks cool and classy. And we look cute and creepy. I'm going to say yeah. cute. I think they look cute and yeah. creepy. Well, and you know, we're, we're, we're new GMs. We wanted to show... You know, we're. I think we have a reputation in the league, at least for being pretty, pretty fun. Um, don't take it too seriously. Wanted to, you know, show we're going to try to bring that attitude to Philadelphia. So I think a creepy people attitude. Take ourselves. Well, no, I mean, just we don't take it too seriously. This is it's fun. It's it's, it's, a, for it's fun. a fun league. Yeah, we want yeah. people to have fun. So that that'd be why. So thank you, Swanty, for asking. No one ever asks us why or how we're doing or what we're thinking. So I appreciate it. It's just right to the heart. Yeah. Um, so no one ever asks how you. is GM doing? Yeah. How? <laughs> how? <laughs> we'll get to that later or another another time. Um, all right. Ready for ready for one more question? Yeah, I can do another one. All right. So for our second and final question of the mailbag today, uh, this one comes from user Katarn. And he is asking, Cody, what is a hard truth that you feel the league and listeners need to hear? Okay. Um, it's, I didn't think we'd be getting grilled like this, the question. I know, we're going, we're going deep. This is yeah. uh, hard truth. And, and, and actually, and I want to point out, Katarn has asked this one every single time we open up questions. So he really wants to... He really wants be, to grill us on this. Yeah, he must have something he really he has on his mind, but he doesn't want to say. Um, that being said, it shouldn't. It's a serious question, but it's a serious question in a fun league. This is supposed to be a fun league, and I feel like a lot of people get uh, take it a little too seriously, especially on some of the higher ups and people running the league on you know on streamers on people league jobs. People seem to get a little pissy at them. And you have to remember, it's just, it's a fun league and people are volunteering their time. No one's getting paid for this stuff. So even if things aren't going your way or you're not having a lot of fun, most people in this league are having fun. 
Um, if you have complaints or you're criticizing a lot, maybe just try to find a better avenue. You could also try to think of solutions if there's an issue. It might not always be the correct solution, but at least if you're trying to better something, it's better than just criticizing everyone else who's working so hard to make this league happen. Um, I, for one, don't have a league job, anything like that, so I can't speak to that. But I can tell it's a lot of extra work. Um, and people are trying to squeeze it in as best they can in their regular life. So just just take a step back and remember, it's all about having fun. Uh, Good Correct me on one thing there. You do have a league job. You are a general manager of a team. Well, I mean, I'm, a job. <laughs> that's technically a job. I was going to say that, but it's it's not, it's involved, but for the people who have to do so much more, like there's people who are GMing, there's people who are doing multiple league jobs. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not updating, you're not grading right. media. I mean, yeah. The so. only, you know, the only complaints I'm getting is from you or <laughs> <laughs> some players on the team if, you know, some things aren't. Yeah, and I think, and and I agree with you on that. I think um, the biggest complaint I see from people, you know, on the forums or Discord is like definitely surrounding getting paid out for stuff. And it's like, well, there isn't a whole giant team of people doing this, and they're doing it, like I said, in addition to their daily lives. So have a little patience. Not that you know, yeah, I can get it in two hours, maybe wait, like you don't need it now. Just cool your jets. And everything will be balanced out at the end. You can still pay for trainings and everything like that. It'll even out at some point. They're not going to deny training or equipment purchases just because your balance isn't updated in real time. Yeah, exactly. So that's a, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good hard truth. Um, what about you? What's a hard truth you need to throw down on the league? I'm going to probably get a little bit of hate for this. And I'm kind of surprised that I'm going to say this given now that the shoe's on another foot, it's going to, it would impact us negatively. Uh, but I think the league needs another round of expansion. Um, okay. I just, I just feel like, especially with a Reddit class coming in, which maybe it could be as big as our class was. It could be smaller. It could be bigger. You never know. Um, it, it doesn't feel like there's going to always be enough spots for people to play. Um, and, and this is assuming everyone stays active and, you know, yada, yada, a lot of assumptions there, but even just looking at the amount of quarterbacks coming in, there's only 14 spots for quarterbacks and I hate to say it, but it sometimes comes down to who, you know, whether you actually get a shot at playing quarterback or not. Um, and I think the league could definitely handle two more teams, get eight and eight, expand the playoffs. Um, but I think, I think we need to do that. I think we just need to spread out more of the top players even out talent a little bit. So I think, <clears throat> I think expansion would be good, even though it would hurt us. Um, Cause we would obviously have to risk losing players. Right. Um, and, and, and no one likes having to leave their team or losing someone on their team. But at the end of the day, it's, I think it's better for the league overall and just would help competition more. So to have those extra teams, more destinations, more people involved, all that, all that fun stuff. So that's my, that's my hard truth. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that is detrimental to the league is I would probably say, what, 60% of people want to play quarterback, if not more than that, just because that's the it player on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and since there aren't enough starting positions for everyone who wants to be quarterback, you probably lose a little bit of interest from people in the league. Um, yeah. and then you get the people who are recreating quick then because they're not going to get a shot to start. And the same at that same time, you're going to have people who are retiring players early so they can create a quarterback because they want to have a shot in a different class. So you might have a guy, you might have a 
player in their prime that also retires because that user wants to start over at a quarterback because they didn't have that shot prior. Yeah. And I mean, you can't blame them. It, it's, it's for fun. Do what you want. Obviously you're not trying to right. say, don't do this, don't do that, but it'd be great if there was a way for, you know, more. At the end of the day, it's about getting more people to be able to do what they want to do. Personally, yeah. I don't really ever care to play quarterback. I don't think. Um, so more power to people who want to do it, but it just sucks to, it, it would suck to come into the league and be like, Oh, I really want to play quarterback. Oh, well, good luck. You might not get to. Right. And that's fine. Like it's similar to real life where there's only so many starting quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. But I think the league could definitely handle two more teams. I think 16 is a fine, totally manageable number in the IFFL. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure it's in the pipeline. I don't see it happening anytime soon. But I, I would say maybe by season 29, season 30. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was saying. I think in like three, four years, maybe down the line. Yeah, maybe, get it. Be happen. If this, especially if this is a larger Reddit class, they might kind of expedite that process. But they're probably having it ready to be set up. I would say one season before because the next Reddit season, then would be what season 20 or season 31. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's on a three season cadence or what it is exactly, but if it's similar to that, then I would imagine they'd introduce them in season 30, give them a year to get settled, then have the next Reddit class join. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's, that's true. That needs, needs to happen. I think most people are probably pro expansion. I think so too. I would, I would assume, I don't know, but it just makes sense to me. So I assume people have the same thoughts as we do. Oh yeah, for sure. Everyone thinks exactly like us. (laughs) Hence all those not creepy GM renders you see in the league. Yeah. Right. We're, we're, we're tastemakers. What can I say? True. And as always, thank you for Swanti and Katarn. I believe you said were the, yep. Yep. Users, thank you for submitting those questions, and we always ask that you submit questions. Um, we usually post a thread prior to recording. Uh, like I said, we have a backlog of questions, but questions can change depending on what's going on in the league. So we'll post one up and submit whatever you want, league-related, non-league-related. Ask us about what we like to do on our first date, because it's important, right? <laughs> I want that question now. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe it's coming. Well, we never know. We're going to move on to our final segment. This is kind of an abbreviated episode, even though it's probably around an hour. We call it abbreviated. This is a segment we call, What Can't You Shut Up About? This is where we talk about something we're doing right now that we just like, whether it be a TV show, a video game, book, movie, hobby, etc. That's taken up our free time outside of the league and life. So, Pat, what what can't you shut up about? So, for the first time in the history of this podcast, I actually have something contemporary to talk about. Oh. Um, so, yesterday, December 26th, the ninth season of the show Letterkenny premiered on Hulu. For those of you not familiar with Letterkenny, um, it's a half-hour-long show. takes place in... A small town, Letterkenny, Canada. I think it's Ontario, technically, is where it's supposed to be. Um, follows around just small town life. It's You got the different cliques. You got the farmers. You got the, the skids who are like the drug addicts, the hockey players. Um, and it's... I'm trying to think of how to describe the style. It's, it's very quick wit humor where they do a lot of there's a lot of callbacks to stuff. There's running gags that go on throughout the series. Um, it's crude humor to an extent, but not to the point of being offensive, if that makes sense. Um, so it's like Gilmore it, Girls meets Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. Like, you know, that's that's actually a pretty good way of describing it. Like, it gets, I, um, I, I, watched, I watched part of an episode with you one time, and I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, it, it's... Not every episode, I mean, like nine seasons in, so not every episode is amazing. Um, I've only been through the first two episodes of season nine. Very funny. Um, 
I would recommend it. If you haven't seen the show, like I said, it's on Hulu. You could burn through. I think each season's only got like nine episodes. So it's pretty quick watch. Um, highly recommend it. It's probably one of my favorite shows out there. Um, tons of great lines, a lot of quotes in there. My wife and I quote the one-liners back to each other all the time. Um, cause we're cool like that. Yeah. It's just, so, yeah, a, it's, it's a mile a minute from what I remember. Yeah. Yep, it's, it's kind of weird. It's it, kind of an oxymoron. Fast talking Canadian. I know it's just the, it's, it's great. The, the Gilmore, there are the Gilmore girls, the golden girls with always sunny is actually pretty good. No, I said, I said Gilmore yeah. girls. Oh, I said Gilmore girls. Yeah. Not golden girls. Oh, I was at golden girls. Oh, <laughs> it's a, because you know like it's witty it's got like it's it's snappy, snappy well, humor. that being said I mean, if someone girls. wants to if someone wants to combine a show of golden girls and always sunny yeah there but you no, go that's it, a million dollar idea i will say the the thing about it that i really like is it it does a very very good job of just towing the line of offensive very well like it just it there are some bits in it that just get super close to the point of being offensive. And then it just, it, it manages to hold itself back there a little bit, um, which I, which I appreciate. I do like crude humor, but you know, sometimes it just gets to be like, this is just, this is just crude. It's to too much. Crude. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what I can't shut up about. Obviously you can I, tell I, I love I've, it. I, I have to say, I have that list, uh, the show on my list to watch and I have to imagine I'll be ready for it probably in early 2021. I've there got you a go. Thing, I got a couple things I'm going to finish, then I'm going to jump on that. So Ho- hopefully it's. Uh... Then I can barge in on you and your wife's quoting and actually get it. <laughs> Just... That's the only reason I want to watch it, so I can understand what you two are talking about. Yeah, there we go. Um, so what about you, Cody? What, what can't you shut up about right now? Well, for me, it's the first time I haven't talked about a video game. I can't shut up portion of the show. I'm going to talk about baking. Ooh. Yeah, it's a little out there. So it's, you know, it's winter time. We're still on lockdown due to the pandemic. Um, family and I have been watching a lot of baking shows. Uh, we're currently really into kids baking championship backlog from Food Network. Kids really loved it. Um, we baked a few times in the last month and. I pretend to be a judge and they present me what they baked. <laughs> so, but I want to get on the other side and actually I want to start to cook some desserts, make some desserts myself and bake some things. Uh, my, my goal is to really, I want to bake a cake from scratch. So you I've never do done, yeah, I've never done that before, but I, I really want to try and it should be fun. You know, it'll be something for me and the kids to do and make some memories. You, you, you need to, sorry to put a spot here, but you need to share how you guys watch the shows um, with the, with the contestants and all that. Cause I think it's oh, a great way of, yeah. Of so what we do is at the start of a show, we all pick a contestant to root for. So me, mom and the kids, we each pick one person and we let the, we pick a person for the animals too. So the dog, <laughs> the dog, and the two cats each get a person and we, you know, we root for them and that's our person that we hope to hope wins. I have to say, I, I did win the last holiday baking kids or holiday the kids baking championship. So that felt really good because the other two seasons we watched, I was out in the first half, and I want to beat my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't word it that way. Nope, I'm wording it that way. I heard it as soon as it came out, and I'm like, this sounds just fine. So, and and to to be clear, you're picking these. You pick your contestant just like. As they're walking up to their station, or whatever, it's just like that's yeah, we don't know anything about them, so it just is. I'll take the the tall kid. That's that's my person. Then you kind of hope for the best. But yeah, I I really want to get into baking. I think it's it seems to be stress relieving for a lot of people. It seems like they seem to enjoy it. And I mean, the bonus is if things aren't working out, you can always eat the batter and take your chances with an upset stomach. So yeah, and. I'm not sure if you did this growing up with your mom or dad, but I remember as a kid helping mom bake in the kitchen and that's a fun memory. So, and you get to lick the spoon. I know, you know, here's the thing. I never actually liked doing that. 
Really? Oh, man. When my mom would bake, like, brownies or something like that. Oh. Or fudge. She used to make fudge a lot, and I used to love to lick the the spoon. It was so good. Yeah, I just, I can't do, like, I don't eat the batter. I don't like the batter. Um, I just, if I'm baking something, I just give it to my wife and let her go to town on eating the (laughs) <laughs> the ingredients. <laughs> so like, I want to, I want to bake a ton, but I have so, I got, I got so many baked goods for Christmas. Like I probably have a two week supply of baked goods. I mean, you could just eat them. I have, I, I'm, oh, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to eat them. <laughs> oh, but it's like, that's the nice thing about having kids. I can kind of pass off some things to them. It's really good stuff, but I just, I can't eat, you know, four dozen cookies. It's just, it's just, oh, that's true. It's, you know what? Let's change of plans for today. I'm going to try to get through all the baked goods. Yeah. Do that. Go get yourself some eggnog while you're at it. Nope. And, uh, nope. I'm done. I, I have one, one pint of eggnog every holiday season. And I got through that in early December. My, you're off the nog. You're off the nog already. I'm off the nog. I'm off the thick and creamy. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Proud Thanks of you. man. Well, I mean, that it, it's good to be back. I, I feel good. Uh, I want to apologize to our two listeners that we haven't posted a episode in a while. Like we said, things have been busy, but we're going to get back into a regular routine. Probably won't be weekly like we had prior, but I think we'll try to shoot for every two weeks. Try to get an episode yeah. out. Let you know what's going on in the league. Um, yeah, I think that was that was good. It feels good to be back. As always, it's Perfect show down scripted perfectly. No, no fluff. No, no tangents. Real clean. What do you think? A plus. A plus. Perfect episode. It's always perfect. Oh yeah. It's always great. Um, But yeah, just want to echo what you said. It feels good to be back. Um, Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Any questions, comments, Concerns? I don't, know what concerns? I don't know what concerns you have. Concerns? <laughs> Please stop the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, obviously, once again, thanks to the users who submitted questions to the top five list. Keep them coming. We, we have a we have a nice steady backlog of them, but, you know, we always always want more. It's always good to kind of connect with the fans. So yeah, connect with the fans. If you, if you want to talk to us more, come join the Philly locker room. It's a lot of fun there. If you want an invite, just shoot us a message and... We'll send you an invite and you can come talk about whatever you want to talk about. The topics are always changing. Oh, yeah. And like our podcast, our Discord, we're always talking because we can't shut up, we won't shut up, and we probably should shut up. We'll see you next episode. One, two, three, four.